PlayStation. Yes, indeedy. Welcome back to another episode of the Sheep Station Dynasty Podcast. Joined by the usual suspects, guest eight orgasms. How are you, mate? Uh, not that good, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, tough week for me in uh, Sheep's one. Losing oh, I thought you were going to say orgasm land, but all right. Uh, that's been fine. Um, <laughs> Point 69, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm like Chris, uh, you know, dropped a, a rough week in Sheep's one. Got beat by uh, Justin Herbert and Zach Ertz. Yeah, who would have thought it, eh? It was all a, th- a loss for all three of us. It's a pretty yeah. rare occurrence. That is rare. Very rare occurrence. Uh, unlike our Sheeps 2, which is very rare occurrence that everyone loses as well. I yeah, guess. I, got, I got you this week in Sheeps 2. I probably had the second lowest score of the round. And... Yeah, you got an easy win, man. <laughs> I think I scored 15 points, didn't I? Yeah, and I got like 78. <laughs> yeah, I got a message from, uh, 19 from Gerg. 19. 78. I, got, I was underestimating <laughs> myself. Yeah, I got a message from Gerg halfway through last week, and I said, oh, you know, he's like, oh, can I have... Um, Who's the quarterback he was after? Mac He's like, Jones. oh, can I have yes. Mac Jones? Yeah, he's like, can I have Mac Jones? I'll give you two first. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'll keep him. You know, I'm trying to build back. You know, got my quarterbacks. He's like, I was like, oh, you know, the 101 will be for sale. And he's like, oh, no, you haven't secured the 101 yet. And I was like, you know what? Now I have not. Stuff you, Gerg. So like, prior, prior to that, the temptation was there to try and like go out. And I was gonna, I was gonna field a team. A I was like, I can't, I can't go, I can't go. Owen sixteen or whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I was gonna have a crack and try and knock you off. You know, Gerg's in there at one and ten. Yeah, I'm there at Owen eleven. I'm four hundred points behind him, but you know, just had to make sure <laughs> <laughs> that one hundred one's mine. So it is for sale, sheep's two listeners. I know you're all listening. Uh, Texas Hold'em, come get it. Boys, week 11. Week 11? In the books already. Week 11. It is flying. How are we feeling? Oh, yeah, pretty pretty crap. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we ask this question? Just, oh, man, it's it's just bleak. Like, I, I feel like I've had a pretty good season, and I, I don't feel like I've had that rough uh, losses other than this week, really, and just really no chance of making the playoffs. It's so crazy. I mean, you're one win out. Like, calm down. (laughs) One win out. There's still plenty of weeks to go. Yeah, Pete's got the record on me. I've got a a tough run. I've got some easy games to finish the season, but yeah, I really need two wins to get ahead of everyone because everyone's got the record on me from big wins. Yeah, I feel I'm in the same boat. I think, I mean, although I do have Chris, I still have to beat two of the guys ahead of me in that three games. Um, And just some of my players aren't really... I don't know if enough of them hit their straps where that's some of the other teams are just all firing. Mm-hmm. It's fantasy football, right? You just got to hope for some good matchups and some actually good points. Um, that's right. AJ Brown could actually, you know, step up for me and have a 20-point game. I'll be cheering, but... Not loving his chances against the Patriots this week. Yeah, I think... Um, Shut down that number one, right? And Derek Henry. Ever since they lost Derek Henry, he's a lot less um, efficient that offense, I think. Like, they're not mm-hmm. really moving the ball very well. Not Can't transition to just passing the ball, so... AJ Brown is sort of one of those players that's sort of taken a hit and you can see how much like I guess a lot of these wide receivers do rely on a strong run game to perform on the back of if there's not too many that um, sit there and have shit running backs and can perform week in week out it would probably also help having a wide receiver too yeah. <laughs> I mean he's, he's been the only one wide receiver four um... yeah just any wide receiver <laughs> on the field would be nice uh, they all seem to be just falling falling to bits more nuts and bolts and hardware store that wide receiver call. 
tying them all together. But yeah, look, I tell you what stumped me from this week. The Steelers put up more than what thirty points or something. <laughs> Thirty-seven, didn't they? Yeah. Chaotic. Who'd have thunk it? Hey, didn't yeah. know Big Ben could throw that far. I mean, he's still like serviceable as a quarterback for that team. Like, can like you look at him and his veteran presence when he plays? He goes out there and they actually can you know perform in these higher pressure situations. And you see some of the rookie quarterbacks go out there. Oh, you need to drive down the field here. Like, if we don't like you know match this touchdown, the game's going to start to blow out against the offense. They get they they can do it. It's um, I guess just that he is a bit older in his prime. I probably would have you know backed him a bit more to win that game. Yeah, and the defence is kind of, I don't know, letting them down, I guess, in terms of, you know, you'd have a, a two minutes to go, you would almost back them to stop them, but they just let a big play to Mike Williams. Thanks for coming, job's done. Um, yeah, I don't know. Get a few pieces back, maybe they'll be better for it. But yeah, Big Ben actually looked like a player who could, could play again. So, happy days. Isn't Anything that's wild, go on? Like, 37 points they put up, you know, their best game in the season, I think, from offence. And Najee Harris had 59 total yards. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit ordinary. Um Peter, you're going to have to talk about him later when you're a Rookie of the Week. Probably give him three <laughs> points again. No, good chat. No. <laughs> um, yeah, look, here we go. Let's let's rip in. Um, not here to fornicate arachnids, as I say, so let me just pick this thing up and give it a red-hot chilli peppers go. Oh, God, I can't do anything here. There we go. So here we go. Beer review of the week. We have a very unique beer here from Gypsy Fox Brewing Company. Um, it's a West Coast India Pale Ale this week. I bought it for the name of the actual drink itself. They've named this one Shut Up and Eat Your Pine Cone. Mm. Uh, for all you Simpsons fans, hopefully you knew that one. It's a bit of a uh, bit of a niche one, that one, for a Simpsons quote. Do you remember where it is? When who says it? Oh, probably someone around Nelson. Uh, oh, yeah, it's at Camp yeah, Krusty, yeah. remember? Yeah, Camp yeah, Krusty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I bought it for that reason. Big white oh, can. Was it, was it Camp Krusty? <laughs> got it. Great get. Yeah, good get. Uh, yeah, so big white can. It's got a flaming pine cone on it, yellow arm holding onto it. Um, nice little black writing on there. It does say no pine cones were harmed in the making of this beer, so that's intriguing. 2.5 standard drinks, 440 mil. We're looking at a 7 percenter here, so it's probably one of the strongest beers I'll ever drink. <laughs> I'll take a sip here. So someone well, shut up and eat your pine cone. <laughs> Okay, that is not beer. Oh, <laughs> shit on a stick. <laughs> He's already drunk. Um, yep, I think I am. That's really knocked me for six. Hang on, let me have another go. And yeah. Yeah, I'm... look. You know, you guys know I like my beers to taste like beer. Just going to throw it out there. This does not taste like beer. Someone else might like it. Um, yeah, far a... out. Too I don't know how hops. people drink this shit, hey. Far out. <laughs> a bit fruity. What, what are yeah, we talking bit, here? Bit hoppy. Very hoppy. Yeah. Um, big flavour though. Holy moly! It's really knocked me around. This one. Yeah, well, so. you've, you've gone pale ale, and then you've 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 gone India pale ale, which is a, yeah yeah gone again, and then West Coast, which I presume mm. is even stronger for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, play a comparison. Someone big and who can jump well. Anyone can help me out here. Des Bryant. Done. Des Bryant. Pick. Um, wouldn't pick it with your fingers. Did he, did he catch it? Okay, if you wouldn't pick it, would it be Auden Tate then? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, look, it's just not a beer I'm going to drink very often. Uh, you, you blokes probably would like it, actually. I probably should have just saved this for you and, and poured it out for you. But uh, let me just have one more. 
And I'm drunk. All right, beautiful. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just got a flavor to it. No, not a fan. That's the beer review of the week. <laughs> Great beer, Still, terrible review, yeah. Yeah, no, it's probably a good beer if you like beers that aren't beers. So, go team. All right, catches of the week. Peter, you can start here, mate, because you found these finally. Looking everywhere for good catches oh, yeah. this week. So I found, um, you know, three decent ones. Um, catch A, Mark Andrews sort of running across the field, caught a one-handed catch. Very nice. Um, Bit of a juggle. Yeah, a little bit, but he was, was that he full, it in. full oh, reach, yeah. got his one hand to it, brought it down, took it, big yard damage, very impressive. Um, catch number number two, or catch B, was uh, Keenan Allen. Um, it was one-on-one on the sideline. Uh, someone reckons his first was way better. Um, that was not me that put that there, but yeah. Don't know who put that there. Yeah, was that you? It was definitely me. <laughs> um, and then catch C was, you know, probably catch of the week, Um Andrew Thomas taking the, the touchdown uh, for the Giants. Uh, yeah, what a screamer. What, what a what a leap he had to make. He got up pretty big, good hops, um, and brought it down. He came, came down with a crash. Um, you know when they talk about uh, Marshall Lynch beast quake, I think this one might have actually put a bit more... Uh, this was a feast quake. A bit higher on the, on the Richter scale. Yeah, children that were standing up out of their seats fell over. So. <laughs> yeah, I did see it. Uh, plenty of coverage around him. <laughs> Had to fight off a few players. Um, but, did, uh, did you right before see... this catch, actually, Pete, in our uh, group chat, he's like, the the Giants just, they need to be creative here. <laughs> and I, I, I see, because I'm not watching the game, I just see uh, pass to A. Thomas. And I was like, well, <laughs> you can't fault him for not being creative there. Throwing it to the lineman. And what's the result of that OC fight? Yep. Well, I mean, if he dropped that catch, it was close to, not, not like, you know, it wasn't smooth. Um, he made a good like he did make a good play, but I'm definitely don't think how it ended up looking was how they drew it up to, to work. They probably wanted a nice, simple him standing there, <laughs> catch a ball on his chest, um, and it was just sort of like, oh, it just came off. We got away with it, but execution, uh, you know, made it good for uh, for watching afterwards. But would have given the coach a heart attack, I reckon, and maybe lose his job, the offensive coordinator. Found a really interesting <laughs> stat about this catch too. He has equaled. Uh, the three receivers of Kenny Golladay, Sterling Shepard, and Kadarius Tony in touchdown receptions. <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> Who'd want to be a Giants fan, hey? Yeah. In 12 games yeah. or 11 games, that's how many wide receiver catches they're, they're been. They're not looking very... Um, I mean, maybe Fluid. this fi- firing and offensive coordinator might force someone else to come in and just actually have a bit of a you know, game plan. Who knows? But uh, there are classic catches for the week. Have a look at them. Uh, another one, on, another thing I wanted to say. Did you see the it. the attempts from? Um, oh, what's the 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 big tackle from the 49ers, The big name one, Trent Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Yeah, yeah. he had a, a attempted uh, catch in the end zone that I didn't go to plan. If you have to check that out, and have a look. So we'll go so for the classic not catches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll have a gander. All right, Peter. Keep us rolling through, mate. Rookie of the week. All right. Well, it's not a difficult one this week. Uh, Elijah Moore takes the three points out with his uh, 25.6, I think, in our half PBR scoring. Eight catches, 11 targets, 141 yards. And uh, touchdown. Yep. Touchdown. Touchdown. Only good thing about your Sheep's one team right now, apparently. Yeah. It's just uh, looking at me watching um, Lamar Jackson and Calvin Ridley and... Marquise Brown and 
Maracuba this week. Maracuba, yeah. Literally just, shitting the bed. Just like every single one of my players go out one by one. And I, I actually contemplated putting Elijah Moore in, not that it would have made any difference once I was down to it. I forget who I even played, Hunter Renfro or something. It was definitely and, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, ah, at least something's going right for me. And at least I didn't trade him to try and get into the playoffs because, yeah. What a yeah, waste that would have been. He's definitely yep. on the up. He's definitely on the up. Those targets are definitely good. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens when old old mate Zach Wilson comes back and if he actually gets this this volume. Uh, but surely, like you've you've been sitting on the bench for a few weeks having a look at what's going on. Surely you've learned something, right, from these these wily vets coming in and throwing massive amounts of targets to good wide receivers. I mean, I think it's more than just the quarterbacks. Like it's not like Joe Flacco has been elsewhere just lighting it up and now he's in the Jets lighting it up like I think you know new coach a lot of young players in the team and the whole offense is starting to click a bit and I think that's been beneficial be interesting to see what difference um, Michael Carter being out this week has on them their ability to move the ball and I think it could have some effect on it and then maybe that ends up being all heaped upon uh, old mate Zach Wilson Zach at quarterback. Oh, oh, quarterback. Oh, oh, oh. For some reason, every time I try to say his name, it just my mind goes entirely blank. I don't know why. I can name all the other rookie quarterbacks. But I Mate, just, I'm I the guy you. with the boring name. Hey, it's such a boring <laughs> name. All right, number two. We, uh, me and you, is we both had Jalen Model eight catches, nine targets, 65 yards. Uh, so good volume there. Uh, also had a, a one rush for one yard, but got it into the end zone. That's definitely what you want to see. Um, he's he's definitely on the up to one of those players that's getting a lot of volume um, and, I think and if, translating it into to good stuff. If you didn't have Jamar Chase this year, like this is a great year for a rookie wide receiver from Jalen Waddle. He's had an excellent year. Mm. I think he's, yeah. wide re- he's inside the top 20 wide receivers. So yeah, he's had a great year. And it's volume. He's just getting a lot of it. And uh, he's, he's actually doing plenty with it. So it's, it's good to see. Um, definitely going to be struggling to acquire him if you haven't already. Uh, Peter, you're number two here, mate. Yeah, I went with um, Evan McPherson, uh, you know, threw a kicker out there. What did he, what was his stats you had down here? Um, he had three, three field 50, goals longer than 50 yards. Longer than 50 yards, yeah. yards so yeah, got him up to 21 points. It's pretty good, you know. And a 40 to 49 yarder as well, so he, if, he kicked four really long field goals. Um, yeah, no, both, that could be the difference in a week. If your the other opposition kicker only gets 10 points and your kicker puts up 21, that's like, you know, nearly an extra player worth of points. Uh, separate the, the, the winners from the losers. Right. Yep, too right. Now, this guy, I just want to throw it out there because there is a bit of need for kicker love every now and then. He's only missed two field goals, and it was in that shit fight of a game against Green Bay where no one could kick a field goal. Um, for a rookie kicker, he's, he's started his career pretty well. Missed a pat on the weekend, but made made four from 40-plus. So, I mean, Everyone's as much as missing, we hate kickers. Missing them all over the place this oh, season. mate, it's disgraceful. Got him uncontested in uh, Sheep's one. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm on I'm on a run of about three points from my kickers in the last two weeks. So yes, yeah, that's what um, you want. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peter. Keep last one. They're the best. Well, my last one I threw out um, was Waddle that you just spoke about. Mm-hmm. He was my one. Yep. I mean Najee Harris just because your contract has been broken a couple of times, so I thought I'd make up for it. Twelve carries, thirty-nine yards, pretty pathetic. Uh, got in the end zone, five from six through the air, only twenty yards. But I tell you what, it wasn't a great week for rookies. Uh, in terms of volume and, and numbers this week. So he's kind of just snuck in there. Um, did contemplate a few others, but you as you had for your one point. McCorkle Jones. Um, yeah, he's having a great season as well. He's 
He's leading the team. Like, obviously, the rest of the team and the defense in particular haven't, uh, you know, Matt Judon, Matt on what a steal for the um, Patriots he's been playing. He's absolutely everywhere. If you watch him, it's probably just the long red sleeves, but just every play on defense, Matt Judon is about to sack the quarterback. Um, and, yeah, he's just leading him around. He's not making mistakes. Um, he's exactly what they need. They like to just play this game where they don't put themselves in you know, high-risk situations. They just uh, sort of let you beat yourself and, and he's he's the perfect fit for their system. So, yeah, liked it. Yeah, he's looking good. He's probably the best quarterback in these rookies so far. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't think he'll end up being the best quarterback, but in just terms, in terms one, of pro right? readiness, yeah, he's perfect. Yep. Um, all right, some honourable mentions. Uh, obviously, yeah, I was going to mention Evan McPherson, but Petey got him in there for two. Des Fitzpatrick was one that uh, snuck in this week, um, kind of just a, a victim of the fact that there are no players left on his team. Uh, he was played 79% of the snaps for the Titans this week. Um, with he everyone actually going got down. cut um, before he did. the season, so he, he was did back get on cut. the roster. Came back, I think it was like he had six targets or something, and two or three. He had a high volume of targets. Let me just quickly look it up. Um, got in the end zone, which is what I want to see. I picked this dude up everywhere just in the fourth round, just hoping mm. that he would sneak. Sorry he got cut and I was like, spewing. Uh, six targets, three reception, 35 yards, but got in the end zone. Uh, this is what I was kind of expecting from him, but um, yeah, I don't know what the go is with his training camp and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, impress. Um, fingers crossed with all of these injuries. Maybe he'll get on the field and, and do some stuff. So just play to watch, I guess, is what I'm saying here. Um yeah, any other honorable mentions, boys? Or let's roll on to the main seg. Yeah, let's roll on. All right, so here we go. A uh, bit of a break glass kind of segment that we're looking at here. Um, just thought we'd just settle down a bit. Done all of these rebuild strategies, done all of these uh, how am I going to win the league, that kind of stuff. Um, we're just going to sit back, take a look at the top five running backs, wide receivers, if we were doing startups, and our rankings for these guys. Um, a lot of things have changed over the last kind of year or two um, and some of these people that we're, we're just usual stalwarts in the top five kind of slipping out now um, and this youth is coming along and, and stealing the show so we're going to have a breakdown have a chat compare our rankings for the top five running backs top five wide receivers um, and some interesting stuff I think is going to come out of this so who wants to kick us off with their top running back which is all the same for everybody Pointer <laughs> haven't heard Taylor. for a while yeah. <laughs> Everybody John. knows it, right? Yeah. It has to be, right? Jonathan Taylor? Has to be. Oh, it was a big toss-up between him and Philip Lindsay, right? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> we said the, uh, you know, running back one, not the running back 100. Oh, huh? my mistake. Running yeah. back one in Peter's heart. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. Look, five touchdowns on the weekend. It's hard to hard to go past that kind of, uh, that kind of stat line, right? Uh, he's just performing... Leaps and bounds above what I suppose he started last year. Uh, it was a bit of a slow start last year, and this year he's just taking the bull by the horns and he's killing it. Yeah, if you took away all of his long runs this year, he's probably still running back one. Like, he's just playing incredibly. Um, they just want to use him. His snap count is going up still. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to argue against him. I mean, there's a couple of really good running backs, but youth plus role plus a competitive team. That's it's exactly what you want in a running back. 
Hundred percent. Um, what did he have this week? Eighty-three percent of the snaps. Eighty-four percent was his season high uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's kind of like Nyham Hines. There was still all that. Oh, he's going to get the passing down work, and he'll be on the field taking some spells. But apart from a, a flash here or there, he's just really not done much. And yeah, Jonathan Taylor's just the workhorse there now. Pointer, give us your two, mate. That's uh, pretty two, obvious. I don't think we need to talk about this guy. Yeah, <laughs> two. I've got my um, you know contractually obliged Najee Harris in the booth. We just had to give you the opportunity to say it in the episode out loud because we know that's how you get paid. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks, guys. I really appreciate setting up a whole episode for me just to mention his name. No, you're welcome. So, who was it? Sorry, uh, Naji Harris. Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, why have you got him in number two, mate? Uh, contractually obliged. Right, you as why have you got him in number two? <laughs> I have a mat to just purely on volume. Um, their offense hasn't been spectacular. I like we were talking about Big Ben earlier and how he's not what he used to be, but he still has a little bit. And if they get a rookie, it's probably going to hurt their offense a bit just from experience and things like that. But there's no guarantee it will because maybe they start moving the ball and also it just plays into him getting the ball more or continuing to get the ball more because his, his volume is just unbeatable it's he's not playing well and he's still i don't even know but probably easily a top 10 running back this no, year shit, maybe top it, five like he just gets a ton of volume that is just unbelievable so yeah he is running back five exactly for the year running so. back five there you go it's it's hard to hard to beat that and i mean I guess we'll get into the next guy here if you want to shout out who it is. So yeah, so my number two, number two. Um, I've swapped my two with your three and my three with your two. Um, so my Man, two I was going to do this as well. My uh, number two is still Christian McCaffrey. Um, I know he's had a bit of injuries over the last couple of years, but um, you know, I think he's just the same same kind of thing for Najee Harris, right? His volume, uh, he just gets an outrageous amount of volume, and the offense just rolls through him, right? Um, whether it's carries, whether it's through the air, it's kind of like, you know, how many receptions or how many targets am I going to expect from him this year? And if you set the line at, sorry, this week, and if you set the line at six or seven, I'd be like, oh shit, probably over. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just that every single time. He, he's always in double digit carries. Um, you know, I know people say that yards per carry is not really um, a great stat, but that's the difference for me between McCaffrey and Harris is that he seems to be at the moment, obviously, the better runner. Um, you know, five to six yards per carry usually on on his good games, obviously. But then uh, seven to eight targets, and then there's ten targets, nine targets. Um, so yeah, he's still just the the number two for me. And uh, Najee's very very close behind. And you know, you, you could convince me either way. But at the moment, if I was drafting now, I'd still take McCaffrey over Harris. Yeah, it's exactly that. Like I trade for him in cheaps too, and he's on my roster. And I don't really feel like he's had a good game yet, and he's still scoring twenty points every week. Mm, that's it. It's so, it's just relaxing to put it, to have him in your in your lineup every week. It's just, you know, you're gonna get a good week out of him every week, and you're in you're in the hunt if you got him in yeah. your, in your roster every single week. So, and by that week three match against Houston where he actually got injured, his floor is twelve points. Um, <laughs> you can't complain with that, can you? And so, um, yeah, as I said, Najee just behind him. Um, obviously, the age thing. Uh, 25 versus what 22 or whatever um, Najee is at the moment. Um, 
you know, that's probably the argument that you would say. 23, no, sorry, he's a little bit older. I keep forgetting about about that fact. But, yeah, I don't know. Just CMC, volume and pass work. Um, and, you know, even in a, in a down game, you're still going to get, you know, around the 15 carry mark. So yeah. And he's had a bit of a rest that slows from injury down. too. So. Yeah, uh, until, until that slows down, I'll, I think I'll be picking him first. Pete, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I think one thing that I didn't take into account when I put this together was what Chris had said. And, um, like, if the Steelers lose... Um, like Big Ben retires or he moves on, do I really think Najee is going to be able to perform? Like he hasn't really performed uh, efficiently at the moment. And when, I think if you look at when the Giants had Saquon um, with Eli, like there was a, a, a high amount of volume, right? But then once it's gone, the team doesn't perform as well. So they don't, like, they can't convert drives. They can't move on. They start to lose that volume and then they're no longer as, as powerful. And that's something they probably, I think, overlooked when I put Najee in number two and would definitely could see your argument was for having CMC above him. Yeah, and he's, he's kind of shown that he can do it with multiple quarterbacks too, right? Like, you know, he had... No one would have, as well, right? Yeah, ex- yeah, nothing. Like Cam Newton, I suppose, is he's probably his best quarterback in the last couple of years at least. Um, the rest are kind of choppy and changey, so um, I can't even remember who was there last year. Who was there last Teddy, year? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Teddy B. Uh, but, you know, he missed most of the year. But, um, you know, he did it with uh, Sam Donald, start of the year, right at the start of the year, got injured. Doing it with Cam, he's he's just kind of quarterback proof, I guess. Whereas Najee Harris, you could see him getting that way, but if he gets a quarterback next year and doesn't like checking it down or um, they don't fix this offensive line enough, then he's still going to be in this boat where he's getting a lot of volume but not doing much with it. Um, whereas McCaffrey's getting the volume and doing plenty with it. So um, that's my argument there. But uh, you look flip a coin really between the two. So yeah, they're there two and three. Najee and CMC for Poida and Ewers. Opposite for me. Let's go to number four. We hit you with DeAndre Swift because you and I both have him there at number four. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, he's just sort of proving in a bad team how good he can be. He um, seems to have a 70-yard run every single week as well for some reason. Like, you, you're watching and you're like, oh, not too bad a damage from Swift this week. Oh, no, there he goes. Um, there's 13 points to his total. Um, yeah, he's he's just a great player. I think, um, well, I hope they're going to be a better side. They've proven that they can kind of, you know, they particularly earlier in, in the year, they were sort of randomly competitive and it surprised you. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it seems like their culture's good. They just have to um, yeah, get a bit more talent on the roster and, and they'll, they'll improve. And he showed he's a... He's he's good when they're coming back, but he's also getting plenty of curries in the the rare occasions that they're they're playing well. So good player. That's it, and that's it. That's that's the thing. It's volume for me. Like you know, he's going to get fourteen, fifteen carries in there on a, a shit offense at the moment, where wide receivers aren't exactly you know creating space for him. I guess you know the, most of the people would think, oh yeah, DeAndre Swift. That's the thing we need to shut down, right? Uh, and he's still putting up. It's pretty much 20 points every week almost, uh, 15 to 20 points every week, a couple of ordinary games here or there. The pass catching is definitely something that's um, increased over the last year as well. Um, you know, 10 targets, 11 targets, five or six or seven targets. Um, I suppose he was getting under five, five and under all of last year. This year he's had two games under five. Um, so that's definitely increasing. His receptions are good. He's doing enough with them. Um, but yeah, he's just, just breaking off those big plays. So he's showing a lot of bursts. Uh, he's definitely showing some improvement. So, as you said, this offense can't go backwards really right. Uh, 
Jared Goff is probably the question mark, though. Um, he's there for another two years on this contract, at least. Um, signed until 2024. Um, with that contract, he, he got traded across to the, the Lions this year. So there is an out in 2023. So he's kind of tied together with Jared Goff. And there's definitely worse quarterbacks in the league than Jared Goff. So if they get some 100%. wide receiver work in the draft this year or they make some free agent moves, um, that's that's a good thing for DeAndre Swift. And hopefully they win a game sometimes. Yeah. So you found that a pretty mess of a roster, right? Um, oh, and who's now, their wide receiver one again? Yeah. Uh, Amon Ross and Brown, pretty much. Probably, yeah. Uh, but like you know, they've got to be, they've got a lot of room to improve, and I think Jared Goff isn't the problem for them. They can afford to wear his uh, contract mm. even mm. for the next two seasons, I think. Uh, and actually, build like better to build around him. And I think this is the tough part for them. They're you don't want to be set with the one hundred and one this season for, as, um, and then before like the pressure of oh you have to take a quarterback or if you did, like mm-hmm. always remember to. If you're the 101, um, it'll always come back to like, oh, they didn't draft this quarterback with that pick they traded, or they did draft this quarterback and they kept. Like, it's just, I don't think it's a good spot for. They need to win a few more games just so it takes that pressure off their back and lets someone else have the 101, I think. And last thing for me on Swift, 22 years old, um, everyone around him, 23, 24, 25, the youngest, Javante Williams at 21, uh, Jonathan Taylor at 22 as well. So you're going to get him for the next three or four years. So that's that's one of my uh, reasons for putting him up the top. Just, uh, and of course, he's a bloody good player. So uh, you're four, Peter. I have um, Alvin Kamara at, at four. I still think he is super dangerous when he has the ball. Um, they probably even haven't had a great quarterback this season. I know he's injured at the moment, but he's still performed fairly well and always has the opportunity to have like that Jonathan Taylor massive week like he did in the playoffs last season so <laughs> yep. I'm not I'm not doubting him too much going forward especially because he's more of that you know less of the bruiser and more of a speed guy um, a bit more shifty he should last a little bit should have helped him I guess and he has didn't get the crazy workload early in his career so I'm not too worried about his age yet um, but I think he's he's too dynamic for me to, to not include here and a player you, you sort of want to have on your roster I think yeah, fair enough. He's missed out on my top five, only just. Um, I think he's kind of on the border for me. I think there's a few, like there's definitely concerns. a few guys here, right? Um, yeah. And it's hard to choose at the end, but... Yeah, I'm just a, a bit example. nervous about him in Dynasty that this might be... Just that his, his workload is coming to an end. Some of the moves they made this year, training for Ingram, um, just that they, they're not sure that he can just hold up to that huge workload. And I guess he has been very efficient on on a split backfield for, for most of his career. So I, that's not a huge concern. And maybe I'm I'm overselling that point a little bit, but that's just my concern with him. I feel you. But uh, yeah, the offense kind of rolls through him at the moment. So I, yeah, I can't he's like really blame him for putting right? him here, right? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's exactly. a, he, the team's built around him, not built around a quarterback at the moment. So I don't think he's going anywhere out of New Orleans. So... I mean, they um, did just pay Taysom Hill. So. I just don't understand it, man. I Taysom don't Hill's understand. Contract's a bit like, isn't it like designed real funny that if he becomes a starting quarterback, he gets more, but he's yeah. paid a lot for not. Yeah, no, but why? 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 I just They're don't not get even it. starting why? him. Like, he's been beat out by two quarterbacks now. It's it's weird. It's it's very odd. Um, I'm just re- trying to read through his bloody. Um, contract now you should see the contract notes page it's like three pages everyone else is just he gets money this is he gets money if he has 11 wins and over this many pass yards and this passer rating and stuff that um but yeah that's that's the only issue as well with Kamara. you don't really know who's going to be in the uh in the quarterback room but let's move on to our five uh point you did have swift at five yeah um, I, kept, I kept him there just preferred the kamara over him obviously 
Um, I, I think so. Just on the better team at the moment. Yeah. You as you probably have my five, but I've gone a bit a bit off. Uh, yeah, I've got Nick Chubb. Uh, my other sheep's too running back. It's, it's a bloody great duo to have Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb there. It's just such a strong running game that their offense is completely centered around it. They do it better than maybe everyone. San Francisco is not bad, but um, he is the best runner in the league and he gets plenty of work. He scores a heap of touchdowns and if everything went well for Cleveland, they probably run the ball in every play of the game. So that I, I don't see that changing and I don't see him. Yeah, he, he's my favorite running back to watch. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's right on the fringe for me. Um, Paul, you own him in cheeks one. It must be nice. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 very like he's a reliable player, right? He doesn't have necessarily have those great like. I mean, he's always good for a big run, right? And that's for something you want. He gets touchdowns. He gets volume. Um, probably he's not going to get the five touchdowns a week that Jonathan Taylor gets. Um, I think they the Browns are a little bit like they'll use someone else in there. Um, but I think that's also good for him long term. Like he's. He's had Kareem Hunt there to, to spell. They normally have another back, you know, to give him a break. And I think that's sort of just less wear and tear is helping him with his longevity because he hasn't really had any too crazy injuries in his career. He's had a few weeks where he's been banged up or I think he might have had an ankle or something last season and he missed a few weeks, but he hasn't had that sort of ACL season engine injury in the NFL. So I did this in Ari, and I guess we we'll get to, you, to your last fight, last running back. But there's a pretty big omission here in all of our lists. Um, if you say Derrick Henry, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But when you're talking a a dynasty startup, I guess Derrick Henry at 27 just broke down, huge volume. Is he going to come back next year and just get the same volume again at 28 years old? Oh, I'll tell you what. This is a good way to put it. I think I'm much happier to pick Derrick Henry as like my seventh, the seventh or eighth running back on the board yeah. to start up. Yeah, I'm you're very right. happy there than to be the one that has to pull the trigger and pull him at four or five, right? Yes. I don't, I'm not worried. I don't think. I think you'll have the opportunity, but I think there's probably. Uh, it's a scary pick. Yeah, scarier pick, and I think yeah. a few more picks back. Like if it's the, um, the I mean, probably the who's the sixth. I mean, six, seven, or eight. If that's Derrick Henry, you're probably happy. There's Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, missing on these lists. Uh, mm-hmm. They're guys that you'd be like, oh well, I, I could take them higher, but like just with what's happened and the recency, I'm much more comfortable taking them just a little bit later. Like they could end up being, you know, above two of these guys in the next season's end, but uh, they just have a bit more risk to start at the moment. Definitely. Um, now I've gone a little bit out of left field here for my number five, and I kind of, I'm actually just sitting here thinking about it and kind of talking myself into putting Javante Williams at number five. Um, I know it's a big call, but you got to think he's a 21 year old running back. If I pick him now, I'm going to have him for probably the next five or six years. Broncos making some moves in their wide receiver core, re-signed everybody, obviously looking to push for that that quarterback to to maybe push him over the edge. Whether that's a, you know, the speculation is always ripe about. Aaron Rodgers going there next year. You've heard Russell Wilson going there next year. Heaps of stuff. So obviously they're trying to get after it. Um, Melvin Gordon, contract year. Will he be there next year? Who knows? Um, he's already shown at the moment that he's a bloody good running back in a in a timeshare. Um, he's he's putting up almost 100 yards, quite a bit. Um, so it's it's more of a a dynasty take more than anything. Um, obviously, you know if Derrick Henry's there and, and Javante Williams is also on the board, well, it's like oh jeez. 
how am I going to base my team? If I've got Derrick Henry, obviously I'm just going to pick best player available. Whereas, you know, if I've got uh, Javante Williams there, I'm, I'm, I'm building a bit of youth. But um, I can see him being a massive part of this Broncos team for the next kind of four or five years. And that's what I kind of want to tie myself to rather than the risk of Derrick Henry kind of uh, being the guy for for uh, maybe, you know, one or two more years. Uh, and then we might see a breakaway. Same with guys like Alvin Kamara. Saquon Barkley's already shown he's a little bit injury prone. Dalvin Cook, same thing, I suppose. Um, I can never, ever get my head around Austin Eckler for some reason. I just stay off him. But it's just that age, 21 years old, um, looking good so far. When I said a few games near 100, I kind of exaggerated there. But um, when you add all of the yards up, I suppose it is. Um, but just like the look of him, and I've got a, a lot of hope for this guy. Um, I've got a question for I've... you guys here. Because we've talked a lot about the older guys than, and the risk and, and why they, they don't make it. How high is Michael Carter on your list here, do you think? Because over the last five weeks, to be honest, he's been better than Javante Williams um, in almost every game. I won't disagree, but I'm going to pick the team over the <laughs> the player in that situation. I just can't get around the Jets, right? But Yeah, yeah he's, but his, other, his volume and stuff is, is much better. Volume is, is better at the moment, but I can see Javante getting double the volume next year if Gordon goes, you know what I mean? And yeah, I think well, like we watched these guys last year and they were two of my favourites, really, like Javonta mm-hmm. Williams and and Michael Carter, same team, kind of just both really great in their offence and you're like, oh, is it just a great system or... And then they're also, their scats, stats are skewed because they were eating into each other's workload mm-hmm. and so you just weren't sure how to... Um, evaluate them but you're watching them both and you're like they're both just electric mm. and they've come into the NFL and they're both electric it's great so um, just looking at um, just a fantasy pros ranking at the moment Michael Carter is the running back 26 on their rankings I think that's a, a little bit too low when you look at the guys around him uh, Sanders, Robinson Darrell Henderson Jacobs that kind of stuff mm. um, I'd probably put him over them but l- let's do a little bit of a, a, a him or, her, or him Joe Mixon or Michael Carter start up right now oh, who do you Joe choose? Mixon. Right, so let's go to Clyde Edwards Hilaire or Michael Carter. Well, in Sheep's Do, you're like, I'll give you Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Michael Carter, and I said, no way straight away. So, yeah, <laughs> okay. That Kareem that Hunt. Point, <sighs> oh. feel free to get involved. Yeah. Oh, I think Kareem Hunt's probably, you got Michael Carter at the moment, probably just because he, he has, has the back. back. I think this is, on, especially on the Javante Williams, Michael Carter. Carter has the backfield to himself, sort of predominantly now whereas Williams doesn't and it's sort of you can see what Carter can do I don't think he's ceiling he might improve a little bit but not drastically whereas Williams it's sort of you're taking it into the assumption that he can he can take over I mean but that I mean that's also a rough spot like you haven't it hasn't happened yet it might not happen so that's the gamble you take there but I guess that's what Moz is there's there's room for improvement yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah I think I think Carter probably sits in this conversation of those sort of guys. I think I'd definitely keep uh, Mixon because, you know, the volume is so there. And yeah. I think he's locked in that team, a good team, um, especially that's one of the teams you want to build a lot of your dynasty teams around at the moment. But um, I think, I don't know, you could you could toss either way the other two. I think that's a really good spot. Clyde Edwards-Alaire versus Carter. Carter's probably in the team that's relying on him where Alaire isn't so much... Of a focal point, he's more of an auxiliary piece that you know can perform also, but could not. 
Having said that, watching yeah Clyde come back this week was a, a bit of a confidence booster if you're a Clyde Edwards Hilaire manager. Um, he came right back into the top dog role and I think he makes a difference for their team. I, even though he's, you know, they all the should have drafted Jonathan Taylor type of things, but, you know, maybe Jonathan Taylor would have been the same issue over there and they wouldn't have quite worked out. I think he's, he's a good running back. It's just going to... A bit like Aaron Jones, some weeks Patrick Mahomes is just going to throw five touchdowns and he's not going to get to run one in. And Aaron Jones can disappear in games like that and get six carries while Rodgers just throws touchdowns all over the yard. So that that's the problem. Yeah, you want you want the team that has the running back as their quarterback, like Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara, I guess. That's, that's a good way to put it, Pete. So there was. We lost you. <laughs> I don't know. He's uh, can't hear him. So can you hear we'll me now? Just, yeah, Have you got me? You. Yep. Yeah, my bad. Just, I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> no, didn't even touch the screen. I'm sitting here with my hands on my head. So <laughs> <laughs> interesting stuff. Um, so yeah, we might um, hold off on wide receivers. That was a 20 minute chat just on running backs. Um, one one guy I just wanted to talk to you about. I just wanted to see what your um, your thoughts on just guy that's probably a little bit fringy, uh, but still got a bit of the youth over these guys. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't yep. seen him for a while. Where are you putting him? He was the one I was going to bring up in uh, when I was talking about DeAndre Swift, but I couldn't think of his name. Uh, <laughs> and that's literally the only reason I didn't bring him up. Um, he would be right in that range, but it's just so hard to pick a player coming off injury. Mm-hmm. But looking at that Ravens offense and who they've got in there doing the damage at the moment, they, they don't care about these players next year. Like, Dobbins mm-hmm. is straight back into that mm-hmm. um, main running back on a fantastic rushing offense. So I think you've got to consider him somewhere in the top 10. Pete? Oh, I think yeah, he's probably towards the back of it. I think yeah. I want to see how he comes back from his injury in terms yeah. of, um, I guess, like, if you, if you think he comes back next season and he's sort of, you know, babied a little bit and protected... You don't get the same volume of when they just unleash them, which is sort of what I another player like you know Barkley this season coming off the ACL. He hasn't been like let he got let go and then he rolled his ankle and has been out again, and they've just kept him out and kept him out to like you know protect him long term. Whereas it's sort of like uh, you know what are they going to do? They're going to get to a point in the season where they're out of the playoffs and, and never use this this asset in their team. Um, that's a bit of a concerning factor you don't want with. And running back, right? You want him to be mm-hmm. able to just go on the field and perform. So, I think for me, he did it early in the seat, like in the preseason. Um, yeah. He has a whole whole year off. Uh, good chance to come back for a, next year on a good run team. I think, um, yeah, probably sitting somewhere behind, you know, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, behind Derrick Henry, maybe, maybe above someone like, like Zeke. In, yeah. yeah, in that range. Same same kind of argument for the Travis Etienne's and care makers, I guess. It's hard to hard to put a price on these guys. If if you're one of those teams that's kind of out of contention, are you are you making a move for those three? Dobbins, Etienne and um and care makers? I think Etienne's interesting, Dobbins is interesting. I think I'm a bit worried about care makers and, and how good Darrell Henderson's been and that being a bit of a timeshare, but yeah, I don't know. I can the see the care makers. Great side, like you want their running back. 
Yeah, I can see the care maker situation being Darrell Henderson's on a contract year next year, ease him back in. Achilles ones are always a bit of a tougher one to come back from, right? So ease him in next year and then give him the backfield in 2023. You could even still re-sign Darrell Henderson. And, and but wasn't Henderson there when, backfield, but... when Akers was doing well last season? So Yes, sort of, he was, but like... he basically was phased out almost yeah, at they, the end, yeah. Because yeah. they thought they had better in Akers, right? And he was performing, I think... I think they do have better in acres, right? But they come back. Go on. I don't, I don't know. So I think he just comes. He gets a chance. Like he's probably in a harder spot, right? Because Henderson has performed well, but I think he'll be able to. They will work him back and eventually want him to take over. And I don't think it take crazy long. But that's something you just sort of impacts him a little bit. I think for me, Travis Etienne is going to be a difficult one because he's lost his whole rookie season to come out and show what he's done. James mm-hmm. Robinson still has another year to say, look, I am a guy. Like, I'm I'm not just had a, a one-hit wonder. I'm still a good running back. Um, I think ETN could, is a bit scary for me to fall into that category of, like, just... It's an offensive right roster you don't want to be a part of either. They're, yeah. they're not a good franchise at the moment. I think the the one thing that kind of uh, saves ETN a bit is not a soft tissue one, right? It was, what was it? It was a... Um, it's a foot one, his list frank injury or whatever it was. Um, the, I don't even know what that is, but I know it's his foot as opposed to an Achilles and an ACL. Uh, they're a lot harder to come back from, I guess. But uh, Yeah, but I think your foot can also be, you know, that stops you from strengthening any of those muscles as well and maybe leaves true, you true, true. open to a soft tissue injury early quickly or something like that. Early quickly. Could do. Really quickly, but they're, they're they're going to be really interesting to see what happens in startups and uh, and moves in the off season to see if people, you know, kind of take the plunge in that second third round rather than just letting them fall or they take those kind of vets like Zeke or, or Jones or someone like that. Um, I it's think, going to be interesting to see. I like it. I've got so much care makers. I hate it. Yeah, I think for ETN, if you're like sort of the out of contention team and you've got someone like your older Zeke or Aaron Jones or somebody you think that can make a difference for a competing team um, but is sort of on the downhill slide with it, with an up-and-coming player coming behind behind them. That's where I'm trying to make a move and maybe you don't want the pick. Maybe you, you try and look at Etienne or Dobbins instead. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting for sure. And I think we'll start to see a bit of the slide of these older guys next year and these younger guys coming up over the top of them. Um, it's not, you know, Dalvin Cook at 24 anymore. It's Dalvin Cook at 27 next year. So it's uh, starting to push towards that that cliff of the running backs, as they say. Um, Zeke, same thing. So, uh, yeah, good times with these running backs. And uh, it's obviously the, the kind of quarterback of the, the fantasy world, right? Everyone wants those, those running backs. So um, that's our top five. Anything else we want to add here, boys? Any other players that we... We might have skipped over what you want to talk about. No, I think we pretty much got everyone, eh? Yeah, eh? Point well, we, we didn't get uh, the Texans starting running back, Rex Burkhead. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it, eh? <laughs> I almost put a waiver claim in for him, and I was like, I oh, just can't. Man, last year I did it in one game. I started Rex Burkhead, and he scored three touchdowns. So. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You'll go out and score three more this week. I think this is the other thing is, like, on this list is where the where potential rookies might fall in. We haven't really looked at any rookie running backs as of yet. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. a few okay but, ones too. But um, yeah, there's not like that, I guess, crazy elite one that everyone's talking about coming in. But I think it's more of like, there's a few landing spots, right, where the running back 
room isn't great and an opportunity for an, you know some fresh blood to come in there and um, you know take the ball by the horns and run with it. I'm actually intrigued to see what Arizona do this year. Both running backs off off contract. They're going to probably be picking late. That's usually where the running backs go, right? It's going to be interesting to see. I think it's another good spot for like some of these free agent guys that sort of might have been like, you know, in a timeshare on one team. Like, not mm-hmm. every team will, not every team that needs one will draft one. I think there's probably an opportunity that you know someone goes to a, a new team and gets a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like you know the Texans or the or the Falcons, I think they both have you know, a lot of um, roster needs that aren't necessarily, they could probably pick up a free agent running back and roll with it instead of, you know, drafting one. Yeah, All right. I, I'm interested to see what the Bills do as well, actually. Um, because they've, they've put a bit of, like, half-assed goes at running backs in Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I think it's time for them to push their chips under the table I guess at running mm. back it shits me uh, they've got the, they just don't give them the ball enough they, they get a bit of a roll on and then it's like alright off you come someone else go on it's, it's, it's tough it's tough tough to be the uh, the owner of both of them in the league that's for sure well, I think that's the, the thing that like the teams that perform well can run the ball as close to on command as possible and then pass it as well and they get stuck on one side of the ball well they might sometimes just go heavy pass and be dominating a team but when they need to switch back they can switch back to, to running it I think that's what we saw um, you know a lot of the good teams do sometimes I get the Chiefs ran the ball a lot more this week on the week before um, I think that's where they've been beneficial just to sort of turn things around you get a bit more reliable you start to tire the other team out a bit more especially the big linemen the pass rush gets weaker so it's very yeah. interesting to, I think that's it's one of the most interesting things about football is the balance between the run game and the pass game like mm-hmm. you can see like teams like I mean just saying the Giants because I watched the game last right they have like Saquon Barkley but they can't seem to get him any space or anything effective but then you go and watch the Vikings and every second play Dalvin Cook's just got a hole and it's this gaping Saquon Barkley's never seen uh, a hole as big as Dalvin Cook's smallest hole in the game like you know what I mean like the... <laughs> there's a sentence <laughs> play on <laughs> Yeah, I was just having a look at. Uh, sorry, just just on this, the Bills running back situation. Just had a look at their carries for the last week against the Colts, and they got absolutely boat raced. Right? How many carries do you reckon their running back core had? Seven. Well, you're pretty pretty low there, mate. <laughs> Fourteen. But it was eleven between eleven. Breeder, Moss, that. and Singletary. Moss and Singletary both had three. Breeder somehow got on there five times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't win like that. Give a guy ten carries at least. Like, come on. Anyways, I can't wait to to break down these new rookies and Brees Hall. I've got so many nicknames for Brees Hall, just off topic, but love it. Just come up with one now. It's just simple. No. Is um has Kenneth Walker declared for the draft? Does anyone know? I don't even know if anyone has declared. Has anyone declared for the draft yet? Uh, a few people have. Uh, Justin Ross declared this week after going down for injury, so there's a little bit of it. But yeah, Kenneth Walker is the third favorite for the Heisman Trophy at running back. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, he's been just everywhere for his Michigan State. So, I mean, I'm not sure if he's he's still quite young. All right, boys. That'll do us. We'll hit up wide receivers in the next week, maybe. Um, maybe the week after. Yeah, good, ch- good chat about that. That was good fun. Um, and uh, as always, hit us up, social media. Just search Sheep Station. You'll find us. <laughs> <laughs>
There's not many sheep station sheep station stuff out there. But it's no. not a lot of sheep station Twitter, yeah. No, exactly. So SS Championship. No, it's not that anymore. Sheep station pod Twitter. Hit us up. That's our favourite. So always a pleasure, boys. Until next week. So long. Ciao. Goodbye. We jeez Javante Williams at five. Holy moly. <laughs>